Welcome to the Hoosier Ag Today Thursday podcast. I'm Andy Eubank on the 21st of December 2023, getting ever closer to Christmas. Joining me today on the podcast, C.J. Miller, Sabrina Halverson, and Elise Koning with the news, including the challenges of rural child care and an update on the H-2A guest worker program. The podcast brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust, experienced banking built on heart, grit, and agriculture. FFBT.com for more. Stop by your local branch, too, and talk about your ag operation. Also on the way, Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin says a lot will be happening in Indiana weather, and it was a sell-off in the ag markets yesterday. Tom Fritz, analysis coming on the Who's Your Ag Today Thursday podcast. At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we know that when agriculture thrives, we all do. It's the heart and grit of our agricultural communities that keep the crops coming in and the livestock cared for day and night. That's why we build financial solutions around the needs and schedules of our ag clients. If you're looking for a financial partner that has over 135 years experience in understanding and supporting agriculture, we want to hear from you. Let's harvest success together. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. In Indiana, there isn't a country road, county highway, or interstate where you don't pass a farm. I'm Bruce Kettler, President and CEO of the Agribusiness Council of Indiana. Those of us involved in agribusiness understand the importance of our industry. ACI exists to advocate for the needs of our members and the whole of Indiana agribusiness at the State House and beyond. We hope you'll join us. Visit our website, inagribiz.org, to get your membership started today. The Agribusiness Council of Indiana, strengthening and connecting Indiana agribusiness. Reviving child care for Indiana's rural communities and your lawmakers taking a closer look at the H-2A Farm Labor Program. I'm C.J. Miller, and this is Hoosier Ag Today. Well, one topic that's received attention in recent Farm Bill discussions is the expansion of child care in rural communities. Elise Koning has the story now of an Indiana town that's seen the effects of a child care center closure and how building a new center has revitalized the community. Adam Alson farms near Rensselaer. He's seen firsthand the benefits of rural child care. There was one licensed child care center. We sent our child there and he had a wonderful experience. He made friends. He learned so much. He grew in, in ways that we didn't think possible. But when the center closed in 2018, the ripple effect hit Rensselaer hard. Some of us drove a half an hour to 45 minutes to the next nearest child care center. Some families, one of the two parents, stopped working. In some cases, you know, I know there are families that left Rensselaer. You know, we all tried to figure out how we could get our kids what they needed and while still being able to do the things that families need to do. Alson joined forces with other members of the community for a solution. They created Apple Tree Rensselaer, a licensed child care center that opened in March. One challenge they needed to meet was the cost of child care. The cost to provide quality child care is akin to a college tuition payment for capita incomes in Rensselaer and in most rural communities are not high enough to pass that full cost on to families. Alson says that Apple Tree has succeeded in lowering that cost so that families can afford their services. It's allowed families to take new jobs, take remote jobs, 
to change jobs, all of that, it leads to at least a better individual household and it, it leads to more economic activity within the community. Elson says that child care is a part of attracting and retaining talent for the agriculture industry. It's one of those things that we hopefully as an ag community start thinking is essential infrastructure in the same way that we have about broadband access over the last five to 10 years. This problem is one that plagues almost every rural community in Indiana. The problem is, is trying to figure out how to how to solve it and how to fund it. As for Apple Tree Rensselaer, the center is close to full and there's now a wait list. Hear the full conversation with Alson on the Hoosier Ag Today mobile app, which you can download at HoosierAgToday.com. I'm Elise Koning. Well, earlier this year, the House Ag Committee created a working group to dig a little deeper into farm labor and the H-2A program. Sabrina Halverson checks in on its progress. Earlier this year, the House Agriculture Committee created the Bipartisan Agricultural Labor Working Group, with seven Democrats and seven Republicans working to identify and find solutions for the workforce issues faced by agricultural producers around the nation. The group held roundtable sessions on a number of topics related to the H-2A guest worker program in an attempt to identify issues and create solutions. California Congressman Doug LaMalfa is one of the Republicans in the work group. We're trying to find all the pieces you can agree on unanimously or agree on, say, by a supermajority, and then things that we would agree on with just a bare minimum that are still somewhat bipartisan, and see what elements of that can uh, be successful in a bill going forward. He says it is a challenge to try to meet the needs of producers all over the nation. Well, it's kind of a regional thing. Different regions want different things. You know, some regions are looking for the ability to have greater variability in wages. Some are demanding more ability to have processors participate. For example, they want more processors to have the same type of labor. And hey, I'm for those conversations, but if they blow up the bill, the ability to pass a bill, then you aren't anywhere. Sometimes there is not a good compromise. That's why in the previous bill, although we talked about having processor labor be part of it, we knew that was going to be kind of a deal killer said, well, let's leave that one and we can come back to it at a different time. Let's get this vehicle, let's keep it moving. And, um, you know, again, wage adjustments in certain regions of the country, being able to move wages back down when maybe conditions or prices get worse. I understand the ability to want to ask for that, but I don't know how you take wages away from people that are already at a particular level. He also pointed out that the H-2A issues the working group was created for are separate from the farm bill. I'm Sabrina Halverson. And I'm C.J. Miller. Who's your ag today? Indiana's Farm Radio Network. Let's face it. Operating a farm isn't going to get any less expensive this year. That's why an operating loan from Farm Credit Bid America is built to give you more cash back and more flexibility in how you are able to manage your funds. Learn more at fcma.com operating and get an operating loan that pays you back. Loan subject to credit approval. Additional terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Bid America is an equal opportunity lender. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Who's Your Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. Lots happening in the forecast here today. For your Thursday, we likely get away with mild air and just a mix of clouds and sunshine. Those clouds may thicken up a little bit here later this afternoon, but I'm not worried about any precipitation here today. For tomorrow, the clouds really do increase and thicken, and by mid to late afternoon, scattered rain showers will be developing in western and northern parts of Indiana. Overnight, tomorrow night through Saturday, the moisture works its way through. Not a lot, few hundreds to a few tenths, but it is a moisture, and it is hanging around. We likely are dry for Christmas Eve on Sunday, with clouds and occasional sunshine, but there is a big system brewing to our west. Christmas Day, that frontal boundary really amps up, rains over parts of Missouri, 
Missouri, Iowa, Illinois. It may take till late Christmas afternoon for that moisture to kick eastward into Indiana, but it does, and then continues overnight Christmas night through Tuesday. We see lingering moisture on wraparound and slow-moving low-pressure sides through Wednesday and Thursday. Cold air coming in Wednesday into Thursday, so precipitation may end as snow. Combined liquid equivalent for the entire event, so late Christmas Day through, let's say, early Thursday morning, anywhere from a quarter to one inch of liquid equivalent. Most of it rain. If we see this end of snow Wednesday, Thursday, it's going to be light stuff and spotty stuff over the area. But you get the idea. Chances of a white Christmas, zero. Chances of a wet Christmas, looking pretty good right now. And this could be some of the biggest rounds of moisture that we've seen in multiple weeks here. A system finally coming together and heading towards us. Temperatures cool off again, as we said, for the second half of next week. Looks like a short-lived cool down, though, as we're seeing temperatures and warm air surge over the western United States late next week. Again, I'm meteorologist Ryan Martin. A sell-off in corn, soybeans, and wheat. This is Hoosier Ag Today. I'm Ian Eubank with the Wednesday Farm Market Review. Most everything lower on Wednesday. I'll have those settlements coming up. First, market analysis, and I grabbed that at the end of trade from Tom Fritz, EFG Group in Chicago. Tom, early in the trade, quiet trade, not a lot of movement. That intensified just a little bit with wheat leading the way down. We'll start with soybeans, though, about a nickel lower in beans as it seems to be getting wetter in South America. Oh, you hit the nail on the head, Andy. You know, it was uh, interesting this morning before, uh, you know, the reopening. uh, What was it? A uh, Brazilian uh, farm group uh, is suggesting that the uh, soybean crop out of Mato Grosso is going to be off 9 million tons. Like, okay. Uh, And then uh, some... uh, I don't know who these people are. I had to look them up. A Brazilian investment bank, uh, Itau BBA, uh, is suggesting the size of the Brazilian soybean crop is now 153 million tons. Well, I think people just kind of uh, you know glossed over them because they don't know who they are. Uh, I've never heard of them up until this year. You know, I'm wondering if they're a, uh, you know, some new bank, ag bank organization or they're an investment bank getting into agriculture and trying to make a name for themselves with these inflammatory numbers. But it uh, seems like the trade chose to focus on um, the, uh, the current beneficial weather and forecast for more as we go down the road. So, um, you know, and I've seen it many, many times here in this country where uh, the soybean crop is shot, and then, you know, we get these late August rains, and, you know, all of a sudden, wow, soybean crop's not shot. So uh, I think it'll be some time before we can have an accurate handle on, uh, you know, what what's actually happening down there. But uh, for the time being, the trade's going to focus on uh, beneficial weather. Soybean meal uh, looks like it wants to give up the ship here. Um, you know, they were clearly your downside leader and, uh, you know, they've got the weakest looking chart. Uh, soybean oil tried to buck the trend for a while until, uh, crude oil sold off. Uh, and then, uh, soybean oil sold off. So, um, crush margins, they're under pressure. So, you know, I get the impression that, uh, okay, all is not lost in Brazil. And uh, I think that's the uh, focus of the trade for the time being. Uh, Corn market, 
great weather in Argentina, improving weather for first-season corn crop in Brazil. Don't even want to talk about second-season corn crop because that's just speculation right now. Uh, but uh, with the improving weather for its first-season corn crop and the uh, you know beneficial weather Argentina's having and our just so-so demand, um, you know, the corn market sags into new contract lows uh, with new contract low closes. But, you know, it's, it's done very orderly. Uh, if you look up our volatility numbers, they're, uh, they tend to be rather low. So, you know, it's uh, the market, you know, I say just sags into new lows. And, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that sag can continue where it just kind of eats away at you little by little. Um, you know, and every now and then you'll get a pop for whatever reason. But, uh, you know, I think the corn market, uh, you know, has no friends for the time being. Uh, wheat, it's interesting. Yesterday I'm staring at the uh, wheat market and I'm like, what is this rally in Kansas City about? Other than just uh, intermarket spread realignment. There's nothing friendly going on. European wheat prices are on their can. Uh, Russia's offering uh, Egypt rock bottom prices. So why is U.S. wheat rallying? It can't sustain it. So sure enough, you come into today and the trade says, well, you know, how can we keep up with Russia being the lowest offer on world wheat prices? We're just so far out of competition. So I think that's uh, what got into the wheat market. Um, yeah, I think most people are willing to say that uh, right now, uh, the Chinese biz that we saw a few weeks ago, that was it. Um, you know, China not only was taking qual- milling quality wheat from the U.S., but they were also taking it from France. They were also taking it from Australia. So uh, right now the attitude is, uh, you know, that, that bit of business is done. And so what do we do for an encore? We have no encore lower prices we're going to go look for business tom fritz efg group in chicago now to the wednesday settlements three cents lower march corn 469 and a half may contract ends down two and three quarters 482 and a half and beans january 1308 and a quarter down four and a quarter march down six and three quarters 1315 and three quarters and a 12 and three quarter cent drop on march wheat it ends at 610 Meats mixed, cattle futures quiet at first, but then a $1.52 jump on February, going to 170.30. February lean hogs down 32 cents at 70.22. I'm Andy Eubank with the Wednesday Market Review. This is Who's Your Ag Today, Indiana's most listened to farm radio network.